Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the joy that children bring to our lives. God, help us to be good and faithful parents and grandparents and great-grandparents. God, use us to help our children to know your Son is their Savior and to live a life that gives glory to you and that helps change the world that they're going to live in even after we're gone. God, help us that we'll lay foundations for them that will lead them to you and lead them, Lord, to life in all of its fullness. God, bless each parent, each grandparent and great-grandparent. Bless those, Lord, that don't have children, that, that stand by parents and children and give them love and support. And God, I pray that in these moments ahead, you'll speak to us and that, Lord, we would truly acknowledge that you are the giver of life and that these children are a gift to each and every one of us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'll read Proverbs 17:6 to you. Listen to this verse. Children are the crown of the aged, and the glory of sons is their fathers. But I'll look especially at that first phrase. Children are the crown of the aged. I hope that you have said, where did the title of the sermon come from? The gravy of life. And let me tell you what's behind that. Growing up, my mother, my aunts, our neighbors always or most always had a bowl of gravy on the table at most meals. And I guess the primary purpose of gravy back then was to, number one, use up the meat drippings that I know we don't use anymore or make sure that we were full when we left the table. And when we would sit down to the table to eat, we would fill our plates with food, and then we would put the gravy over everything. And gravy was kind of the crowning ingredient of most meals. And to me, grandchildren are the gravy of life. Grandchildren are the crown, crowning ingredient of life. And as I've already prayed, and I want to mention again, I know that some of you are not grandparents here because perhaps you couldn't have children or because your children that you did have chose not to have children. But I know that many of you have adopted or claimed children as your grandchildren. And I want to tell you how much I appreciate you doing that because children and grandchildren cannot receive too much love. And I hope that every opportunity we have to give our children and grandchildren love, we'll do that. Other reasons that perhaps today is a sad day for you, sometimes grandchildren live far away for various reasons. But there's still many more modern ways that you can enjoy your grandchildren through Facebook, through FaceTime. I don't do either one, but you can, I'm sure, by phone. You know, one of the greatest ways that you and I can give time to our children, our grandchildren, is by praying for them. And if you don't hear anything else today, I hope that you'll hear this. Please lift your grandchildren up to the Lord in prayer. Also, there are probably some grandparents here today that because of circumstances or events, your children might be causing heartbreak in your life. But again, I pray that you will pray for them and you will support them as best you can. Now, I want to get back to the focus of the message. 
Look what the Bible says. This verse is not going to be on the overhead, but this is what the Word of God says about children. Psalms 127, verse 3. Lo, sons are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Giving us children is one of God's great blessings upon us. And then the verse that I've already read, grandchildren are the crown of the ages. We need to thank and praise our God for the blessing of grandchildren. And in the event that you don't know the background of National Grandparents Day, and probably many of you get this, this is a little bulletin that is sent out uh, every month or a couple of months from the North Carolina Cooperative Extension Service here in Roxborough. Let me just read to you the background of National Grandparents Day. In 1978, President Jimmy Carter signed a federal proclamation declaring the first Sunday after Labor Day as National Grandparents Day. This day is celebrated to honor our nation's grandparents. A survey conducted by the United States Census Bureau in 2013 indicated that over 2.7 million grandparents are responsible for the basic needs of one or more children under the age of 18 living with them. We're living in a day in which grandparents are playing a tremendous part in families. But folks, as you and I think about being grandparents, I want to read a prayer to you. And I want you to listen to this. This is humorous, but yet I think it's very important. This prayer is out of a cookbook that was bought at a sale by Sandy Jordan, and she allowed me to copy this. And I call it, the the title is A Prayer, but I would say that this would be a senior adult or grandparent's prayer. Listen closely to this prayer. Lord, thou knowest better than I know myself that I am growing older and will someday be old. Keep me from getting talkative and particularly from the fatal habit of thinking that I must say something on every subject and every occasion. Release me from craving to try and straighten out everybody's affairs. Keep my mind free from the recital of endless details. Give me wings to get to the point. Don't you wish your pastor was like that? Are y'all still listening this morning? All right. I mean, I, I know I can't hold the mic to the grandchildren. Thank you. Thank you, Jeanette. I ask for grace enough to listen to the tales of others' pains. Help me to endure them with patience, but seal my lips on my own aches and pains. They are increasingly, they are increasing, and my love of rehearsing them is becoming sweeter as the years go by. Now listen to this. Teach me the glorious lesson that occasionally it is possible that I may be wrong. Keep me reasonably sweet. I do not want to be a saint. Some of them are so hard to live with. Amen? But listen to this. This is one of the main phrases, I think, in this prayer. But a sour old person is one of the crowning works of the devil. Can I read that again? But a sour old person is one of the crowning works of the devil. Make me thoughtful, but not moody. Helpful, but not bossy. With my vast store of wisdom, it seems a pity not to use it all. But thou knowest, Lord, that I want a few friends at the end. Amen. All right, I want to give you seven guidelines, and we're going to go through this quickly, okay? Seven guidelines from Scripture for for grandparents, okay? Okay. 
I hope that you'll take these as an encouragement. Biblical words or admonitions or exhortations, okay? But I want to just share these seven things with you too to encourage you, okay, and encourage myself. Number one, as a grandparent, have a positive attitude about each and every day. The psalmist says in Psalms 118, verse 24, This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. How many of you remember the character in... um, Golly, I done forgot the name of the... Who's the bear after the honey? Winnie the Pooh. Okay, I really hadn't forgot. I wanted to see if y'all knew what I was talking about. But you remember Eeyore? You remember Eeyore? Eeyore is, he looks like he's been on a depression all of his life. And don't we sometimes as adults, especially senior adults, I mean the world is falling in on us. And sometimes it seems that way. It really does. But folks, God has given each of us each day to be a gift. And we need to rejoice in that day. We need to be glad. And we need to pass our joy of the Lord on to our children and grandchildren. Number two, never stop growing as a person, as a Christian. As grandparents, we have not yet arrived. And folks, I don't know. I I feel sometimes that that maybe uh, we, we feel like, well, we're there. You know, and we're not. God has left us here to keep growing in him. Listen to what 2 Peter 3.18 says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Have we stopped growing as grandparents in the Lord? Number three, be grandparents who bear the fruit of the Spirit. And you know those nine fruits, but let me read them to you again. For the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Number four, as grandparents, we should model faithfulness and holiness to God before our grandchildren. In 2 Timothy 1.5, Paul writes this about Timothy's grandmother. I am reminded of your sincere faith, the faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you. Folks, if we put our faith life on autopilot, guess what? We're just going to be meandering around through life, and our children are not going to see, and our grandchildren are not going to see our faith in us. When we got older and retired, did we or do we plan to retire from God? Are you still involved not only in the church things, but are you still involved in growing in your faith? I remind you again, Abraham was 75 years old when God called him. He died at 175, so he served God 100 years. I remind you of Moses. Moses was 80 years old when he had the burning bush revelation of God. He was 120 years old when he died, so he served God 40 years. In a passage that I'm not going to read to you right now, Joshua 14, Caleb was one of the 12 tribes who went into the promised land. You remember, only Joshua and Caleb gave good reports of the land. But the other 10 gave reports, we'll be killed. The people are like giants and we're like grasshoppers. Caleb was 40 years old when he came back and he told the people that God will help us. And at the age of 85, God gave him the land that he had set his foot on. 
And in this passage of Scripture, even at 85, it says that Caleb wholly followed the Lord his God. Can our grandchildren rise up and say, my grandparents are following the Lord even at this age and point in their life? Guideline number five, show and demonstrate to our children the importance of the Word of God. And I would encourage you to read Psalms 1, especially the first three verses. You and I as grandparents must make a deliberate decision to read, study, and live the Word of God before our children and grandchildren. Folks, do our grandchildren see us reading our Bibles? And, and I hope you're asking, well, what's the big deal about this? Why is it important that our grandchildren see that we, uh, we see the importance of the Word of God? How will they learn to respect the Bible if not from us? Will they see us bring our Bibles to church? And you might say, well, he's picking on me this morning. No, I am not. Folks, even how we act in this church is either promoting our grandchildren closer to the Lord or it is leading them away from the Lord. Will we read our grandchildren from, to our grandchildren from the Word of God? And you might say, well, I don't want to force religion on my children. You don't have to force it on them. You can just simply share it with them. And, and, folks, I don't know at your house, uh, and Debbie and I had quite a discussion about this, but, you know, we get cable and satellite for our children's programmings to educate them and entertain them, but we so often we leave the spiritual side of their needs out. They need to hear us as grandparents and even as parents reading the Word of God to them. This is our responsibility as well as the parents. Number six, we need to pray for our grandchildren and their parents. Pray constantly. That's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. And the seventh thing is we need to show our faith in the Lord to our grandchildren by our actions, by our worship, and by our love of them. Folks, how can we let our grandchildren go through life and not share our faith with them? And again, I'm not asking you to take them by the arm and twist their arms and say, you got to get saved, you got to trust Jesus, you got to read your Bible, you got to go to church, you got to attend Sunday school, you got to attend youth meeting. But folks, when they see it in us, they'll be one to the Lord. One of the saddest stories, and you might think that I'm just bringing this story up to, to just blow things out of proportion, but one of the saddest stories. In the Bible, I believe, is the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Remember, Jesus tells about how the rich man didn't want to have anything basically to do with God. And Lazarus apparently had been faithful to him throughout his life. And Lazarus suffered, but the rich man would do nothing to help him. And at the end of their life's journey, Lazarus was in heaven. The rich man was in hell. And he, and he cries out, the rich man cries out the father of Abraham. Listen, this is Luke 16, verse 28. For I have five brothers so that he may warn them lest they also come into this place of torment. And, and folks, here's what I get out of this story. Apparently this rich man and his five brothers had not been encouraged to follow God. Riches had taken the place of God. And there's a lot of other things besides riches. But folks, here's what I'm trying to say. As parents, as grandparents, it is a God-given opportunity as well as responsibility to lead our children to the Lord. And I believe as we do that, 
It will be the gravy of life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for loving us enough to give us children and grandchildren. And God, help us to be responsible parents and grandparents. God, help us to hear the Word of God leading us and encouraging us and even directing us, Father, to make a spiritual difference in the lives of our children and grandchildren. Lord, we know that only you can save them. We know that only your Spirit can lead them to trust you as their Savior, but yet we know that you can use us to point them to you. And I pray, Father, that we'll take this responsibility seriously. I pray, Father, that our lives would be so full of your glory and your honor that it would be passed on to our children and grandchildren. Father, thank you again for this day. And God, thank you for all of our children and grandchildren. Thank you, Lord, for every parent and grandparent here. And in these moments ahead of decision, I pray that you'll speak to hearts. For we ask in Christ's name, amen. Amen.